Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening everybody and welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I am your host, Pat Catello, and we will be joined shortly by Rich Van Zandt, as the Miami Dolphins have concluded the 2018 NFL season, and now we have the answer to the trivia question that we threw out there at the first game of the year, and it is seven and nine. We were looking for seven and nine. Yes, the Miami Dolphins finished the season seven and nine in what looked like a uh, a very optimistic season to start off. Um, you you had uh, the Dolphins uh, coming to a, a, a fantastic start early on in the year, and uh, it looked like things uh, you know might might turn out very special as they went to three and zero, and then of course things came to a halt when they went up to New England. Three and zero became three and one, then three and two, then four and two, which was still. Very optimistic, but of course now it ends at seven and nine, no playoff berth, uh, a swarm of changes looming over this organization, and we will, of course, uh, reiterate that. But we've talked about that uh, so many times that you know it's just beating a dead horse at this point. Um, and uh, you know whatever bright spots there were have disappeared. Uh, an extremely injury-riddled season as the Dolphins uh, just became uh, emancipated with injuries. Uh, to the starters, uh, I would tend to think more than any other team in the league probably to starters. They were beat up and Ryan Tannehill missing uh, a few more games. But, you know, the the question comes down, I guess, on him, and we'll we'll talk more about him and whether or not We've seen the last of Ryan Tannehill in a Miami Dolphins uniform. Um, it was very hard to find any bright spots today. Uh, and it's never fun losing to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, for any Miami Dolphin fan, um, what at one time was complete domination then turned into the biggest rivalry in the division. And uh, and I'm not sure where it stands right now. Uh, it's leveled off so much that Buffalo may even have an edge. Um, I don't know what the record is. You know, it's probably somewhere near 500. One team maybe has a few more wins. But just an overall perception, you know, Buffalo may have actually surpassed the Dolphins when it comes to that. Um, but irregardless, uh, you're talking about a 42-17 to debacle uh, up in Orchard Park or whatever it's called at this, this juncture. So... Not a very fun uh, day to watch the Miami Dolphins play football. And uh, when you look at uh, the stats, Ryan Tannehill, 18 for 31, 147 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Kenny Stills threw a touchdown pass to Ryan Tannehill. I guess that is the highlight of the game. That will make a highlight film at some juncture, uh, but we all know the real story. So without further ado, let's get Rich in here. Um, 
You know, Richie, you know, we've talked about it many times, so rather than just continue to beat a dead horse, let's look at it realistically. Um, you, you just continue to decline to where you go 42-17, to 17, and what we both felt like Ryan Tannehill just was was just off. I don't know how else to bat for a game where maybe his uh, he was auditioning. It, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, he looked terrible. I mean, look. This team's not any good. I told you that from day one. I mean, the Bills aren't a good team, and they get blown out by a division rival the last game of the season like that. I mean, so, you know, you you lose to in Buffalo, you can almost say whatever, there's nothing to play for. But to go up there and to get embarrassed like that, 42-17, to 17, really? I mean, you know. Yeah, I agree, with, no I agree with you. But to say, no but to say that they're – yeah, I understand that. But you also said they were going to win three games, and you're on record as saying that. So they won seven. Yeah, so maybe so Adam Gates, well, was the, so maybe Adam Gates the is the coach of the year then. Well, maybe he's the coach of the year yet because you said they and were winning three games. Better, are they average better winning four more games? Really? They had two well, games you said they would win three. You said they would win three games, and you were serious yeah, about well, that. You told, all, you told all the listeners yeah. they would win three games. They more than they doubled that. Seven. They won seven, they, and they lost, yeah, yeah. and they lost nine starters. On the on the thing, yeah. so I nine don't think that. Nine starters huh? weren't good to begin with. No, uh, Frank Gore's no good. Frank Gore's Frank Gore's no good. Lewis is no good. Uh, Grant is no good. I mean, you could you could down you could downplay it. You can come down on this team because it's Grant's a starter. Sure, a sure he is. Player. He's n- number one kickoff returner on the team. That's Absolutely. Well, it's a it's their number one special teams guy. And he and made a lot of big plays. Yes, it is. Well, it's not a starter on your 11-man offense, but he's still your start. That's like saying if Devin Hester goes out, he's a starter when he wasn't playing wide receiver. He's I'm not, not saying he's Devin Hester, but I'm not saying he's Devin Hester. But what I'm saying is I, I, I understand where this team is right now, but I think it's a little unfair for you to start off at me and say, I told you this no team from, was no good from the start, because that's not true. Because they, you said they'd win three games. They won seven games, getting completely battered and and wiping out the last three games of the year. I mean, they they lost every game the remainder. That they lost the team. The team was atrocious at the end. But I don't think that's fair to say from out of the gate. I think you got to be realistic with it and take your emotional feelings aside from it. That's what I'm well, saying. Realistic. And if you think, what, what, yeah. what are we realistic about? They're 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 the dregs of the league. Anybody that loses forty-two to seventeen. To the Buffalo yeah. Bills, the last game of the season, isn't a good club. They're not a good club. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I, you're, you're downplaying all the injuries, and that's not fair because they they have a lot of starting injuries to this team, and you know they well, do. Their, their season was doomed in the off season by all their all their all their debacles. To a degree, but you can't say you cannot say that all those injuries did not have a factor. I mean, they did. They just did. Yeah, but you know their injuries were you know were were done in by the off season when you sign thirty four year old offensive linemen that don't make it past week four, you know, which I said was a mistake when it happened. Well, that's, you know, yeah, that's what you, we get. you could say that the two offensive linemen that they they signed obviously was a bad move because they both got hurt with their age. I understand that. You still lost two starters there, and then you lost Albert Lewis. Frank Gore was hurt. You lost Grant, who was a much, much bigger part of this team than you're giving credit for. That's ridiculous for you to say Grant. Wilson, rather. Wilson, rather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Grant is a much bigger part of this team than you're giving credit for. He was having a very good year. So I I think that's unfair. And I'll back you when you, you know, when you talk about all the other personnel moves and all that. I got no problem with that And, and the defense and all that. Because it was atrocious, but a lot of those guys that got hurt. The defense is horrible. Yeah, I understand that. The worst defense in our history, probably. But honestly, you better stop talking about Cameron Wake like that. I'm getting tired of you putting Cameron Wake down. It's not his fault that he's the captain and the anchor of the worst defense in the history of the Miami Dolphins. So stop putting that on Cameron Wake. He means to play better. Is that what he is? You want to play games? You want to watch it in 4K? You want to watch it in 4K? Maybe we should watch it in 4K. He's Black Panthers. He only cares about his Black Panther protest. Give me a break. 
what a waste product that was from day Who, one. Quinn? Other, you know, uh, Quinn, yeah. What a terrible yeah. signing that was. Terrible. But he started off. Where's his first round pick from last year, right? What a what a dog that is, too. Oh, God, that other defensive end. What's his name again? Well, what, Fitzpatrick? No, the defensive end from last year. No, the defensive end. Oh, the defensive end. Oh. Yeah. Who's the first round pick? I don't, yeah, I don't know who you're talking first? about. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Pick from last year. Yeah, I know you know because he's like so invisible. Yeah, that was our first round pick last year. <laughs> What's his name? Charles. I thought Fitzpatrick. Right? I thought Minka was the no. first round pick. This and year I was. Tunzel. That was this year. Yeah, and I this thought Tunzel the year before that, right? No, uh, two years ago Tunzel was. No, the guy. Uh, he, the linebacker? Was, no, 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 no. That was a second-round pick. Last year we had a first-round pick. It was a, uh, it was a defensive end. Tunzel wasn't, wasn't last year. That was, that was, Tunzel was, was three years ago, really. If you go back, it's three drafts ago. Time flies when you stay. Right. right. I just don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, what the hell is that? I gotta come up with it. Just to talk about something yeah. else for a second. I'll come up with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk it's about it. don't even know who it is. That shows you how bad he is. Yeah. And and uh, as far as um, you know, the, the the as as far as the Dolphin defense and all of their uh, you know, their their their, their players. And I, I told you from the scratch, I, I was not happy with this Dolphins defensive line. I think that's where the problem first starts. I really do. I think it, it, the Dolphins defensive line was just nowhere where it needed to be nope. right from the get-go. They, they, terrible, terrible pass rush. But forget about that. I think the run defense with that is even worse. I mean, God, people run against them like they're, like they're not existent. You know, they've right. been bad all year. Yeah, with that. And, and it has been bad. And to be honest with you, Rich, it's been bad for many years, even with Sue in there. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and uh, Charles Harris, is that who you're talking about? Charles, yeah, Charles Harris. Yeah, I think you've certainly put that out there enough. I think everybody knows oh, how yeah. you feel but about just, Charles Harris. Think how, think how invisible this clown is, you know? Wow. You know? Yeah. Oh, there's no... Uh, no doubt about it. That 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 was just a terrible pick, and uh, you know, and there and there's been, you know, obviously there's been quite a lot of them um, when it comes down to especially that 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 defense and the defensive line, and also uh, it should be stated that uh, you know a, a lot of these uh, signings of whatnot on the defensive line, um, you know, it, it just basically have not worked out even when you consider, like, Sue, who was even, you know, I guess that was, you know, will you say that was Tannebaum's first move, Sue? He was there then? Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't think that ever was where that should have been, you know? But because um, even with him, the defensive line just wasn't, wasn't really strong, you know. I mean, it, it just it just no, wasn't. And, it wasn't the same suit you saw with, with Detroit. That's for damn sure. You know, it never yeah, was. Yeah, and, you know, it never you, was. You can't, pay, you can't pay a defensive lineman that interior defensive lineman. Interior, interior being the key. Yeah, yeah, interior being the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't. It's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think the key word in that is interior. I mean, well, you yeah. know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, Aaron Donald's probably, you know, on par for the best defensive player in the league, right? Him, Mac, whatever. Aaron Donald's an interior lineman. So, I don't know. Would you make an exception for there? Would you make an exception for him? Yeah, or you, it's know, just... It's it's rough because, you know, it, it saddles you on other, you know, on other, on other th- moves you can make, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean... This guy's a freak. I mean, he's got twenty-something sacks, right? This year, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's great. He's a he's a great player, but I still wouldn't want to pay somebody twenty million to do that job. I don't yeah, know. right. And, and and how about? Well, he's a freak because you're right. He gets sacks inside, which is very rare. And um, yep. you know, when you, when you look at Indomik and Sue, he 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 was a totally different player in Detroit. He really was. Not saying I would have yeah. signed him for that amount anyway. I think that was the wrong move, like you said. But it's just yeah. very strange because Indomitian Sue 
um, you know, was a, a very aggressive big playmaker who had a lot of sacks. Never saw any shades of that. And now he's over there, and they have a phenomenal defensive hey, line. But he, he got, got paid and he got civilized with us. You know what yeah. I mean? He was more worried about his investment portfolio than he was about, you know, being a terror on the field anymore. <laughs> well, civilized is a scary way to put it. I don't think I'm going there. I'll leave you on, <laughs> on, on that one. You know, really, yeah. It's like, we're, it's like yeah. Rocky Three, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I, I think that you can take a lot of factors uh, as to why. I think he didn't – he lost the eye of the tiger, like you're saying, and he was more yeah. interested in, in in other things. And, and yes, the Rocky, let's go with the Rocky Three because that's probably the better way to put it. And, uh, and, yeah, he just never was the same type of player, more interested in uh, having business meetings with Warren Buffett and, you know, than uh, – than playing football or, or whatnot. So, yeah, yep. I mean, it was uh, certainly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's not a pretty case scenario. There's no way around that. And as far as, uh, you know, what uh, the, the, they're going to do, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But this was, this was a game um, where, the, you know, the Miami Dolphins head up to Buffalo, and, and, and a lot of factors were on the line here. And so you would think with everything at hand that they would have put up a better uh, fight, and it was just it was just very ugly. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come on back and try to analyze some of it and, and see where it all lies right after this. Hi, this is Dick Anderson with the 1972 Perfect Season Miami Dolphins. We're listening to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www. DonNottinghamINS.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Dolphins legend show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt, as we uh, recap the Miami Dolphins' final game of the season, uh, 42-17 debacle up in uh, Buffalo, New York. Just a reminder, you can catch us on iTunes, uh, just uh, download our latest episodes, and you can have them delivered right to the phone, and uh, you can also send us any questions or comments at uh, Pacatello show at yahoo.com. So, you know, Rich, uh, you know, it, it's very difficult because you kind of seen this team slipping and slipping and slipping. I think when you look back at it, you know, the biggest surprise or whatever you want to call it took place after the miracle in Miami when they just completely laid an egg against the Minnesota Vikings. That was, yeah. that was eye-opening for sure. But then, you know, then you expected them after that to come home and – Play Jacksonville, you thought they would beat them, right? I mean, they had everything in their hands. Uh, and, yeah. and they laid another egg. I mean, it was like it wasn't even close. 
You know, the defense. And they weren't done yet. <laughs> and when I say injuries, when I say injuries, it's all to the offense. I mean, the injury. You, you, there's no way you can't say that the offense has not been devastated by injuries. And the offense is just, it's been terrible. It's been absolutely terrible. And so it comes down to. What? Yes, and so well, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm not, you know, injuries or no injuries. Tannehill has been really bad. Well, that's He's my next point now. So where where does this? Yes, yeah. he has. And this was a game now where. You know, I mean, he's auditioning, perhaps. You know, I mean, obviously, listen, yeah. Ryan Tannehill is going to be playing football next year. He's going to be playing yeah. football next year. Well, I don't Will he know. Be starting? I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, 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 there, there's some pretty bad quarterbacks in this league, so if I had to make a guess, I would say that he probably will. And if not by opening day, at some point in the season, Ryan Tannehill will be taking snaps. Now, will it be with the Miami Dolphins? Will it be with another organization? I, I don't know. There's questions remaining, and there's also, you know, it all comes down to who's going to be running the team, who's going to be coaching the team. I mean, those are all factors, right? And so, uh, it, it, you know, contract, but, well, he's still under contract. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going to pick it up, right? Because I, well, no, I think the only way he stays is he if they, you know, rip it up and renegotiate it. Right. He's they would not have to would back have, for nineteen million dollars next year. No, That's he would have to have take a pay cut, which I'm sure he probably yeah. will. But if they want to go that route, but again, I say it depends on who's going to be running the ship and whether or not they see him in their future plans and whether or not they want him in their future plans. So, but I, I got to tell you, and I've backed him an awful lot through the seven years that he's been playing, but uh, I'm very disappointed in, in the way he's shown up in the last three weeks, and especially today. He just looked yeah. awful. Yeah, he was off. He was it wasn't accurate. He was awful. I mean, the, the now it's a bad was, offensive it, line. It's it's a bad yeah, offensive well, line, and I'll really give you that. The picks, the first two picks, were had nothing to do with the offensive line. They didn't, and it seems like the ball control again was the same way. Where in that Cincinnati game was it with the two turnovers simultaneously yeah. with the almost a? Mu- I mean, he he pretty much did it again today. It was a fumble. Um, yep. You know, you gotta have better ball control. For a seven-year veteran like that, and uh, so I, I'm a little surprised at the way the whole thing went. I, I really am. I, I really thought that they would, at the very least, put up a better fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I was, I'm very disappointed the way he played this year, and you know, I think it's time to move on. But the problem is, what are you moving on to? It could be a lot worse. Well, you know listen, Rich. Here's my issue with it, and I know I I got exactly how you feel. I'm as frustrated as you, and I understand the cleaning house thing. This is the problem that I have. My problem is you have Adam Gase signed to one more year on his contract, correct? He's been there three, he's yeah. signed for four. Okay, you have Adam Gase for one more year. Now, that could be one more disastrous year. I understand that. The problem I have is that if you do move on, and it's other than the two mainstays that I said, Harbaugh, which we'll talk about. You had brought up some good points to me over the weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit. And, and McCarthy. If it's not one of those two guys, per se, right, then here's my problem. I'm concerned when you're firing the whole staff and the front office and everything, I'm concerned who's going to pick the next head coach and who, who exactly this is going to be because then you're giving me another four or five years with this. And I just think that you keep doing this four year out, four year out, five year out. Four, it, it catches up to you. And so I'm not well, convinced that the, the only you know when you keep when you keep making the same mistakes over and over again, it's gonna be But they're different people. Yeah. Bill Parcells yeah. well, picked Tony Sparano. Well, you keep making a bad you haven't made a good head coach decision and, and Bill Parcells Bill Parcells picked Tony Sparano. Jeff Ireland yeah. Jeff Ireland, I believe, picked the Philbin, right? And as far as Gates... Was it Cameron first? Yeah, Cameron did come in there right after it. For, no, 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 no. no. Well, well, yeah, but that was before Bill Parcells. Okay. Because Parcells took over for the one in Oh, they took years. over for that. Right, 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 right. So, yep. and so was, Parcells, was, yeah, was, Ireland... Yeah. And I'm not sure, yeah. did Tannebaum... Tyre Gase, or was he there already? I kind of thought he was there already. 
No, he he had him because he wanted to get um, Marone. He was involved with that. So Tannenbaum signed Gase, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, Ross wanted Gase. Tannenbaum was uh, was promoting Marone. Okay, so then let's take Tannenbaum out of the mix then. So it's not his guy. It's Ross's guy. So then I'm even yep. more concerned because here's my concern. Who's going to select this coach if it's not those two guys? And I don't think it is. Why don't you tell everybody with Harbaugh? First of all, Harbaugh's under contract. Ross doesn't want to interfere with Michigan and, and all that, which I understand. And I don't know that they're firing him. And I'm not so sure that I really want to deal with a 10-year deal like Harbaugh's going to get. You know, it's not just an average guy. Harbaugh's going to get a long-term deal. It's going to basically be the Harbaugh decade, you know? You're going to be in your 60s. So the point, you know, I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily going to come to fruition. And I don't think Mike McCarthy, you know, I think his first spot would probably be Cleveland. And so if it's not one of those two guys – you're talking about an unknown guy, and I'm not so sure who's going to find this diamond in the rough. That's what I'm worried about. I don't want to deal with another four to five year mistake. Yeah, I would uh, almost, here's another you know thing. what I mean? I, I don't know if you're going to get the marquee guy going to Miami with, with there's really no nucleus to build around there. They don't have a quarterback, it's not a great situation. You know, like they said, they keep changing everything year to year. Right? How are you going to get the marquee guy with that situation? Well, let me ask you. Or well, let me stop you there, yeah, and I'll answer you your question. Unless you're going to, well, you know, overpay okay. like crazy. You know. Okay. Well, let let me first tell me who is the marquee guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know. that means that I'm means One of the hardballs like that. I don't know if okay, you're going to well, get those guys to go there because. They, they want, you know, they're like, they're like in the mode of like, uh, you know, they want like the winning situation. They want to be, you know, guaranteed to make the playoffs. They don't want to. I don't think they want to rebuild from scratch. You know. Yeah. I think me and you disagree on what rebuilding from scratch would have to be with this team because I think if you know what you're doing, you can take pieces here, and then well, you, you have, have to find other pieces. Yeah, well, you don't have a quarterback. That's that's, well, that's that, a big thing, man. You know, well, some you people might. Case. It's a huge thing. So you're saying, irregardless, Tannehill, not the guy. No matter who comes in, McCarthy comes in and says, "Yeah, I like Tannehill. He reminds me of the mobility that Aaron Rodgers has. I want to try." You, you don't think so? You think Tannehill is not the answer? No matter who comes in, he's gone. I think it's over with. Yeah. I, okay. I think well, it's done. Well, then that is a problem because there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, and finding a no. franchise quarterback is it has proven it's much harder than you think. And I'll look no further than John Elway and the Denver Broncos because John Elway has not been able to find a, fr- a franchise quarterback. I mean, he basically took Peyton, Peyton Manning on a quarterback-for-hire basis and won, won himself a Super Bowl, but has not really been able to do anything – I mean, he had Osweiler, which we still have, and we'll talk about his future. And then Paxton Lynch, I think, was the big mistake, right? He had uh, uh, Simeon, right? Uh, that was about, and, case, and now he went out and the case Keenum, got Case, the case Keenum, Keenum disaster. No. which yeah. is a two-year contract. He gave him a two-year contract, and that doesn't seem like that's going to be the answer. So, no, and the reason no. I bring him up is because I got a lot of respect for John Elway, and John Elway you know, obviously knows quarterbacks. And uh, he hasn't been able to do it. So I'm concerned, once again, who's going to do it in Miami? That's a concern to me. And uh, whether or not Tannebaum's here or there or anywhere, he's never been the quarterback guy. And so that's a concern. Tannebaum's cleaning out his office right now. He's collecting cardboard boxes. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. Who's picking your quarterback? Who's picking your coach? That's my question, Rich. I'm putting it on Ross because as as excited and salivating as we may be, when you look at what could possibly be coming, that could be a four- or five-year deal. So whatever comes next, you could be living with for four or five years. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm putting the brakes on. I I mean, gun to my head, I don't think anything's going to change until – until Ross sells the team. How about that? Well, 
that's a you know I, I don't really think I don't I don't really think this like I said we just we talked about this numerous occasions I never see Ross holding that trophy up yeah well that that's unless, the bigger issue unless they're unless they're dusting Super Bowl seven or eights in the in the office and he gets to hold it I think that's <laughs> as close as he ever gets <laughs> well that that's the bigger issue. And then you hit it on the head, and that's that's what my concern is. So for everybody who's getting all excited and this and that, I'm just saying put the brakes on a little bit here because I do not see this, uh, you know, uh, this powerhouse of minds that's going to be basically, you know, building this next team. I really Hold don't on. see it. We had a complete imbecile running this organization for the last four years with this Tannenbaum, all right? This guy had no business having this job, okay? So you got to be a little bit happy about him going. I mean, it can't be worse. You can have a blind guy with with, with darts throwing at the board, and his draft would be better than this guy. Well, you say that, but to be quite honest with you, I don't find this four-year span any worse than the four years before that and almost the four years before that and even before that with the Cam Cameron. If you really look at it, in four-year gaps, this was no worse than that. In fact, you had a playoff appearance this time, and you had one in the Parcells era. And if you look at all four of those years, this was no worse than the other ones. It was better than a lot of them. And that's, these, last two, these last two years was yes. the most miserable, unlikable Dolphin teams have ever yeah. been around. Yeah, well, that's another story. That's a different situation, though. Yeah, I got you. I'm not defending it. I'm just I'm playing devil's well, advocate. You sound like and you I'm are. just let, you sound because like I'm you letting are. you know. No, because I'm letting you know that this is an no, over I a decade. I don't know. Problem. I don't know if it's gonna get better, but it, it's not gonna. It can't this, get worse. Really this can. is over a decade, Rich. Over a decade. This well, has been going on. Well, how long has Ross been there? A decade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Parcells yeah. left with Ross, right? Parcells left with Ross? Yeah, that was the out that he had. He had the out with Huizinga. Right. If Huizinga sold the team, he could go. So he took right. his $14 million, put it in a bag like Cramden when he found the bag of money on the bus, and he left. <laughs> well, that's the big out. Him and Belichick found the, the – that's their big thing. It's like a coup. They found this clause, and they, they've been living off it, the both of them, forever. Oh. They, they do yeah. it all the time. I mean, let's face it, Bill Belichick would probably be the head coach of the Jets if it wasn't for that clause. So, you know, <laughs> they, they, they they take that and they run with it, man. I mean, they, that's what yeah. they do, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I guess what I'm just – what I'm saying is, you know, I it, it's going to be very hard – to get the big football mind in there. I think maybe you should start looking at who's the football mind. And from what I'm hearing now, the one that we've been saying is basically just a, uh, a you know, a, a beard for the GM job in, in, in Chris Greer. Uh, there's was kind of sh- a lot of things insinuating that he may now be the guy to actually be the GM, if you know what I mean. Well, then I, then I heard that they may bring in the guy, you know, that uh, Rick Spielman's underling. That used to be with mm-hmm. the Dolphins. I forget what his name is. That was like the big talk that they're going to bring him back, you know, and and give him the that the maybe the VP position above Greer. I don't know that to run the team. That that's what I heard last week. Also, uh, now is he Rick Spielman or were, different? Then I heard they weren't going to replace Tannenbaum. They're just going to make Greer the GM. <laughs> I guess not only in name, right. like he's not going to have to right. do it. That's that's what I just said, yeah. That's what I just said. Because Tannenbaum's position is really a made-up position. Uh, It's a made-up position. It's the kind of thing that is, you know, you find a spot for somebody and that's what you are, you know? I mean, it's kind of like Darren Rizzi being the assistant head coach, you know? It's it's, it's almost like a made-up thing um, to put him in there, but he had so much authority over everybody else. He you know? certainly did. Yep. And so, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I it's going to take a while to get his stink off this team, anyhow. You know, there's been a lot of debacles that you know that we have to, you know, that we have to deal with. That still, that you know, that he did. It's going to be a while. 
But I don't before know, you even, turn, I don't think you could turn this around in a year if that's what you're asking. No, I'm not saying. Uh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I, I, I'm concerned with who you're getting to first be the guy who's going to turn this around, and then secondly, uh, who you're getting to coach this team. Yeah, well, you need, and whatever. You need a front office guy. I, I think Gaze is gone after today. I don't think Gaze survives 42 to 17. Do you? No, I think there's a very good chance that he's gone too. But my question, you know, then becomes: so now but you're not know, looking at. Like, I don't know why you would keep him just for another year. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, you really have seen nothing over the first. You know, you really yes. have seen nothing over the three years that that you know warrants another year of this. I agree. I yeah, it, it seems, like, a lame, you know, it seems yes. like you're going backwards. What's the point? Yes. Well, it's a, it's a lame duck coach. He's proven, I j- he's proven he can't do it to me. Right. You know. I guess what I'm saying is I'm just concerned that you don't have somebody at this time to to pick the next head coach. That's my concern. I don't believe yeah. that there's necessarily no, I, I somebody there. So I'd almost rather got, get somebody there to then pick the next five years rather than rush and then have to deal with this again for another five-year span. You know, that's my concern. Um, I think it's, it's dangerous to get – an unknown in there because I don't think they're confident enough to find the Sean McVay out of the group. And then, yeah. you know, like you said, it's almost like you're at the mercy of a veteran, accomplished guy, but then you're going to overpay him and you're going to give him way too much. Like, I just think that Jim, Har- uh, John Har- uh, Jim Harbaugh, I just think that you would have to give him just way too much that it would become the, like the, the Harbaugh Dolphins for a long time. And I'm concerned with that. And, and you know, when you have somebody like that, it's like, oh, you know, I, mean, I don't like either Harbaugh. I, I think well, they could be good in, in limited situations. You know, I wouldn't want the guy for 10 years. I would never well, want to do that. You well, know, I'd much rather have but, John you know, than Jim. I'd much rather have John yeah. than Jim. John has shown yeah, no, that he can I, do I agree, it for a I long time. I agree with you. But, you know, I, I believe, though, that they're still better than what we have. And, and you oh, know, maybe good. the philosophy of the organization would change that way, you know. Yeah, That's the only way. I mean, you can't just you can't just fire one or two guys and then and hire people and still have the same attitude and the same plan. You know that's not going to work. Obviously, what they've been doing the last decade stinks. So you know you got you got to you got to change what you're doing. You know from drafting to everything. Uh, and I I think you really got to clean. I think all the coaches have to go. Like I don't think you can you know come in there and keep like. You know, how many coaches are there on this team now? Thirty-two of them, or whatever. I don't know if there's that many, but there's a lot. Well, there's like twenty of them, right? Aren't there like yeah, that many? Yeah. Sure, sure. Right. I don't think anybody survives. I think you, I think they all have to go. You know, I don't Fair think you can have any holdovers. You know, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I think you really gotta, you gotta start from scratch, really. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? There's really, I don't see any bright points. You know? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Fair enough. I will come right back after this and wrap it up. Hi, this is Larry Little, and you're listening to the Pat Cotillo Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt, as we come to the final stretch and wrap up the Miami Dolphins uh, 2018 season. Rich, here's the, this is the one problem that I had, so hear me out and be open-minded. This is, this is really what's been bothering me, okay? I've been thinking about this for a long time, and this is the problem that I have. And I've addressed this with you over the last two years. And even you didn't really uh, have an answer for it. The problem I have is that the Miami Dolphins have a hard time dealing with star players. They get rid of them. When their contracts are about to come up, they get rid of them. The attitude has been we graduate them, like you always said Tannebaum says, right? And they go on to other teams, and then we start over. But here's the problem I have. If If you look at all the moves that Tannebaum has made, He's gotten rid of a lot of star power and players and didn't pay them and then saved a lot of money to make the organization money and stay under the cap. And I always said to you, I understand from a business standpoint why Ross loves that and why they do that. But how does this benefit Mike Tannebaum? It's obviously not going to pay dividends and reflect on the, the the field, and he wouldn't have been doing that, in my opinion, had he not had the green light from Stephen Ross. And that's the problem that I have. He made a lot of moves that were not necessarily beneficial football-wise, but were beneficial pocketbook-wise. And I don't think you do that if you're trying to keep a job based on football well, here, here's the other thing. I, I think you got a point with some of that, but I think that in his sick mind, that sick Tannebaum moronic mind, he thinks that he can get somebody cheaper that can do the same job. You know, that's, that's how why does that Landry benefit wasn't his draft pick. He can go out and get somebody better. You know, but how does that money. benefit him? But how does that benefit him? If he's going to be judged on on-the-field play, how does that benefit him? Why do you even take that gamble time after time if you're not getting the word from upstairs to do that? Doesn't make sense no, to me. No, you're right, but I think that he thinks he can, he, he's so great at what he does that he can just keep doing it. You know, I, that's what I think. If he's you so were worried about your, he can do anything he wants. But if you're worried about job security, I don't think you do it as many times as he has. I think you think that that's what your boss wants more than anything else. And that's why you do it. Oh, I, I really do. Yeah, I think Ross yes, wants that. I do too, and that's why I think Ross is now playing like he don't and picking scapegoats. When in fact, I think personally, he has the same philosophy as Mike Tannebaum and what you just said. That's my biggest problem with this whole thing. Yeah, well, you know, if he didn't have that philosophy, why would he hire Tannebaum in the first place? Right? Yeah, right? I know. And that's what's bothering me. Like, that, that doesn't sit right with me. Like, I, 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 I kind of see through Ross and this whole facade, and that's oh, what's been bothering me. Ross now, is that terrible. Take... We, we all know that. It's not, nothing's going to, you know, like I said, you know, I mean, it's beating a dead horse, but, like, you know, he wants to host Super Bowls and not be in one. I mean, everything he does is the, is the benefit you know, his pocketbook. Well, what do you think he goes to London every year for? You know, he gets it so he can get more Super Bowls in Miami. Plus, yeah. he, probably gets a, he probably gets a boatload of money every time he does that, especially sure. giving up a home game. I can't sure imagine how much money he gets for that. Yeah, yep. no, absolutely he does. That's right. Yeah, yep. that's why he does it. We both know that. Yeah, that's why I'm he does surprised. it. Right? I'm just surprised that, that the, the city of Miami doesn't really come down on him for that. You know, we gave you all this money to renovate the stadium. You're taking away another home game? Really? All that revenue? You know, the hotels, the rental cars, everything? Really? You know? Yeah, because I don't think that they think about it like you do. And I think they see the Super Bowl, and that's bigger to them. I, guess I think so. they look at well, what they yeah, – I, I guess so. But, you know, look at all the people that, you know, that, that lose money that, you know, work at the stadium, that work – you know, peripheral things around the stadium, the restaurants, the hotels. Sure. You know? Sure. And it's, it's, get... it's, it's not right. It's not right at all. No, and, you know, I blame not. the NFL. I blame the NFL, too. It's like, why are you promoting 
an American sport that generates money for our country overseas. It doesn't make any sense. Right. I just you know? think that when you look at it like that, it's kind of uh, that they may say, well, you're going to have all this money generated ten times more with a Super Bowl than you could ever imagine for the city, and that's how he condones it. And I think they buy yeah. into that. I guess so. We certainly don't have any playoff games, that's for sure. No, not at home, no. I mean, two playoff games under Ross's tenure so far, right? Yep. Now, well, I look won, at, like, right? the Giants. He wasn't won? there in 08, right? One, right? Was He came in the next year, right? I, I, he wasn't I there he was there. first year. That was that was, that was he wasn't there yet. That was Heizenga still. I thought Heizenga sold the team after one and fifteen. He was still there. Maybe they were negotiating. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that's when Parcells came in, and Ross didn't hire Parcells. Heizenga did. So, uh, yeah, so they must have been negotiating. I mean, Ross is, was a minority owner at that point, right? He had like 40% or something at there, and weren't they negotiating to take over the final whatever? Yeah, something like yeah. that, but he wasn't really the owner then, you know? So, so it was Heisinger then? Yeah, it was Heisinger. So he's got okay. one playoff appearance in you know, nine years. Yeah. The worst the worst owner we've ever had by far. There's no, not even an argument there. Yeah, I mean it's you know the one thing that really you're saying though is something great. Yeah, well he didn't have uh, he did not have Don Shula for nope. that long, and that's obviously a big thing, right? Um, so uh, it, 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 it is kind of weird. Um, I, I I don't know though. For I, for some reason, Rich, I I I thought Hazenga left. Remember, he was doing the whole bowing thing after they uh, after that. Uh, who's no, that I, guy? That's the one that hired Parcells, and he had the he had the the uh, he had, you know that's why that's why Parcells left when Ross took over. Ross didn't hire Parcells. Hazenga did. I thought Ross was the owner in '08, though. No. No. Absolutely not. No. No, that's why Parcells left. Because Ross came in. Well, so you're saying Ross... Yeah, Ross was there... What is this, his eighth year? Something like that? What what year did Ross come in, then? Maybe ten? This may have been his eighth year. He didn't come in the year after they won the division. I think it was the year after that. Because I know Parcells, like you said, I know he had the clause to get out. Yeah, I think I hired him, but, though, dude. Right, but was that in the off-season, though? When exactly did Parcells get in there? Parcells' first year was 08. I know his first year his was 08, but when exactly? Ireland and Sperano went. Sperano's rookie year, they won the division. That was the wild guy year. Right. And I know Parcells oh, was there then. I I got that. Yeah. Um, right. And I think and I think Parcells left what two years later. Yeah. Let me. Want me to look it up? Let me see. Yeah. Look it up. All right. Hang on. Yeah, because I know that. Uh, I remember how that whole thing went, and I'm trying to figure out though. Remember, like Parcells wasn't even like, like when, when Ross took over, Parcells wasn't even there. Like he didn't quit right away. He was like he wasn't talking Ireland, and he was never even there. He like he cleaned out his office. Yes, that but that was that had to be sometime like around ten eleven, right? And Ross yeah, was, was definitely was in there before, before that. Was, yeah, that was. But he had that out clause. As soon as the deal became finalized, that Heisinger sold the team, he was able to leave without any penalties, and he could keep all the money. They had to pay him like another year or two. Remember? Right. And that's why I always said Parcells stole fourteen million. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's the timeline. Okay. Um, 
All right. December 20th of 2007. December 20th. So at the end of the year, season's over. December 16th. Okay, December 16th, right? Yep. Greg Camarillo catches the pass, and the Dolphins beat the Ravens. And they go 1-15. December 16th. December 20th, Bill Parcells is named Dolphin Executive Vice President. December 31st, you following me? December 31st, Randy Mueller is gone as the GM. Right. January 2nd, Ireland comes in. Right. January 3rd, Cameron is named, Cam Cameron's named head coach. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Cam, Cam Cameron is, is released as head coach. Inspired. Right. Yeah. January 16th, Sperano comes in. Right. February 22nd, Stephen Ross becomes owner. So Heisinger left right after that, huh? He never even had a year with him. No. It says, owner Wayne Heisinger announces that Stephen M. Ross uh, became 50% partner in the franchise, the stadium, and the surrounding thing. Transaction is contingent upon approval of the National Football League. That was February 22nd of 08. Now, what I remember, though, I, I do remember what you're saying because I think that there was a lot of negotiations for, like, the concessions or the parking and all kinds of other nonsense that maybe wasn't official, right? And didn't that last for a while before Hazenga yeah, got his – It could have lasted for a Zenga. year, and they weren't sure if it was going to go through, I think. At right? least – yeah, because I yeah. remember Hazenga having his beak in there for a while. Parcells wanted nothing to do with working for Ross. It was quite obvious. Actually, here's another date. January of 09, Hazenga and Ross jointly announced that Ross has closed on the purchase of an additional 45% to take yeah, So he didn't take 90... over 09. Hazenga was really the owner in 08. But I think they Ross were negotiating was. the deal, yeah. What's that? Well, it says, it says Ross was a 50% partner, and then Ross took 90% in January. So yeah. I guess they both were kind of in there. So when did Parcells leave? I think he only lasted like a year after that, right? So 2010? Because Ireland was there like another year after him. I'm not giving Ross credit for the 08 playoff run. That's what you're asking me. Yeah, so it seems like it's like right at that time. It it, it, it seems yeah, Rich. So it seems like it's like right at that time. And I guess Parcells, because because yeah. the only way Parcells could escape, the only way he could escape was using that clause, whatever that is, right? Using that clause, you're right? Exactly. Yeah. So or, it, or he could quit and he wouldn't get the money. Right. So it has to be. Sometime after that, where something was official, that he could actually do that, right? Yeah, it seemed like once was official, he ran. Like, you remember his office was cleaned out already? Yeah, absolutely. And I remembered them I remembered them finalizing something, and uh, and, and I actually heard that, uh, that he was still involved in the team. Like, Hazenga, I heard. I, I'm not a business guy like that, but I had heard that. He was actually controlling the concessions and the parking at the stadium. Well, after he, he sold the that. team, he still owned that. So, yeah, you know, believe it. Yeah. the rich get richer kind of deal. And I don't know who owns that now with Hazinga's death and all that. I don't know if he still had that or if Ross took over that or I don't know. But it was it was a whole nonsensical thing. And, and, and basically, uh, you know, in a nutshell, that's the soap opera that we live, man. That, that's what it comes down to. And I don't know that you get this from any other team in this caliber, if that makes any sense, with the history that the Dolphins have, you know? Well, he he turned this team into one of the worst teams in the league. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, his philosophy, his money grabs, you know, you know, 
good teams don't make the moves that this organization makes. It just just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, you can't kind of you lost can't it. win by not building. You know, the fact that you keep getting rid of you, you draft decent players, you develop them, and then you let them walk. I mean, you're not going to win like that. You can't. No, and, and that's you know, why. I, my my thing is, and you know, the the, the reason I couldn't stand Tannenbaum and I hated him before he got here is all he does is draft defensive linemen and defensive backs. Yeah. That's yeah. his forte. Yeah. But I just you know, wanted to expose the fact that I, I, like you just said, I think that's Ross with the salary dumping and all the nonsense. It just seems like it is. But we'll see. Be, we'll see what the future with the Jets, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the future holds. He did. You're right. We'll see what the future holds here. Um, and uh, you know, quarterback is the key, right? So. No it quarterback is. Like I said, you know, look. No. Tannehill was the best quarterback we've had since Marino. Now, I know that's yeah. not saying a whole lot because we've had some stink bombs there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you know it can get worse. I mean, you know, you can have guys that can't get first downs, but you know, I, I you know, I, I you don't not gonna win with Ryan Tannehill, I don't believe. I don't think he can. I don't think not so either. I mean he's not, been not the way he plays. I mean it's like, you know, it's year seven already. I mean, you know you really haven't seen any anything that's gonna make you believe that he's gonna just like it's gonna click one of these days. It yeah, year seven. Gonna... Year seven, yeah. no playoff appearances, and yeah, I mean you're right. At he's under five hundred as a starter him. now. I think he's twenty two and twenty four as a starter. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're it right. It is what you're it right, is, buddy. And, you know, it's it is pretty, what it is. It's, a, it's abysmal, you know. Yeah. Hey, look. Yeah. You, you know these moves that are going to come tomorrow. You know you have to embrace them, and hopefully they can get it right. But again. Without Ross selling this team, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, and that's my point, too. Like, I'm not going to have this, like, big celebration because I'm not stupid. And I'm going to look at the future. And until it seems like it's going to go there, you know, I don't really see things changing until it changes. I'm ecstatic that we're getting rid of Tannenbaum. I can't stand the guy. I think he's a complete joke. He has no business being in that kind of position. I mean, you know, come on. They should have fired him the day after they hired him. It was a dumb hire to start with. And I think Ross should be should you know put a lot of this blame on his own head for bringing in a Gase, moron like that. And, and Gase, Gase, I, Gase, I would get rid of too. I don't like him. I, I really don't think he's a good head coach. You know. All right, fair enough. We will uh, see how this but all shakes out. You really out. want to look at this guy? You want to look at this guy making notes and pulling his hat down over his nose? Next no. year, I, I really don't need to see that. Well, listen, I was the first one on top of that, and you see how everybody uh, picks up on that, and now they're, you know, copying it. But it bothered me from the start, and it will continue to bother me. So we'll see which yeah. direction this goes, buddy. But, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see next week, and then we'll start talking about what's out there and, and what options. But that's our show for this evening. We're all out of time. But uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and let the saga continue. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing.